pole down the line. Pesky pole, leaping up, and that ball is gone. That's a home run. A lot of our Nesson team as well. High fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole. That one tucked in, and that ball is going to lead against the wall and into second base. Number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to retire that baseball inside the pesky pole. Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, The Rit. With me is my man, DC. And we have with us a returning guest from the Portland Sea Dogs, Mr. Hunter Dobbins. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Glad to be back on and talking with you guys. So, first off, Greenville, the drive, win the championship. Uh, you were part of that for, you know, the whole first part of the uh, half the season. So what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, the, the emotions when you heard that they, uh, won, won the whole championship. You know, it was really cool. Um, you know, I was really happy for those guys. I know they, they kind of hit a rough stretch, but then really turned it back on in the postseason. It was really good to see those guys click on all, on all cylinders again. They did a great job of, you know, just rallying together and then, up in Portland, we're sitting there watching every single uh, postseason game on our TV in the locker room. Uh, I remember the – I want to believe it was Hudson Valley they were playing. Mm-hmm. We we came in right after our game was over, and the entire locker room was pretty much in there just locked in on that game. And when they when they won, we just we, – we went off and we're celebrating almost like we just won the thing. So, uh, to transition, last time you were on, you were just, you just got called up to Portland and stuff. So, uh, I, I was looking over your stats and, and, you know, don't, don't take this as a negative. Uh, your stats when you're in, uh, Greenville were 2.63 ERA, but then it, it, it got a little higher once you went to Portland. So. And we all know that you know you have to get the adjustments, everything like that. Mm. So, well, what were the what was the difference? Uh, you know, going up there to Portland than it was in Greenville. You know the the biggest difference up there is the hitters are a lot more kind of selective. They're really patient. If you're going to strike them out, you got to strike them out in the strike zone. Um, the chase rates, I feel like, go way down. Mm-hmm. There's just the game up in Portland and double-A, triple-A, and obviously the big leagues is so mental. Guys have a, an approach. They don't break from their approach as much. Uh, so I think it was just a little bit of a learning curve of really, you know, finding myself in that environment, finding my way to think through and use my pitches the best. And my last couple of weeks were by far probably my best in Portland. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, other than giving up a solo or a two-run home run, that would basically be the only damage I'd give up uh, in the game, which, you know, if I give up a solo shot or a two-run bomb in the first or second inning and then go through six innings without giving up another run, I'll take that trade off any day of the week. Um, Plus, I mean, I guess if you're going to give them up, you might as well give up ones that are fun to watch instead of getting, you know, singled to death. But, yeah, I mean – I have to give a lot of credit to the hitters up there. You know, it's you, you learn to pitch and not just throw. 
Um, and then, you know, you learn how to basically play the game at a big league level and hopefully that transitions into next year and hopefully I'm moving on up a couple levels. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, the hitters are getting better. Portland, man, it seemed like all the key guys on our farm system were there in Portland almost at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what was it like, all the extra reporters, you know, all the extra coverage, uh, you know, for people to see Marcella Meyer, you know, Roman Anthony, uh, CT, uh, Kyle Teal at the end of the season, you know, came up there so quick. Uh, what was it like with all that extra attention on, on you guys? You know, it was, it was really cool. I mean, it there for a while, it gives you kind of a little glimpse into the big leagues off, obviously not to that extent. Um, but you start kind of realizing like, Hey, this is, if we don't perform, it's going to get out there. If we do perform, we're going to, we got the coverage. I mean, you got the interviews going on. It's really cool. And what I enjoyed about it was there's a few guys that, you know, were kind of under the radar, but thanks to that extra given coverage have now gotten their name out there and people are realizing like, Oh, this guy's really, really good. Like, and they're getting excited over him. So I think it, obviously benefited guys like Marcelo and Nick York, Teal, Anthony. But I think the guys who really benefited from it are the guys who, like I said, are under that radar and just kind of had a good season. And now thanks to that added coverage from the top guys is now making a name for themselves. So obviously you had, uh, you had the COVID, you know, season and uh, your rehab. And I think you came back in June in 2022, if I'm, Correct yes. around there. Yeah. So it was like having a full season under your belt, you know, kind of get back in no- some uh, normalcy. You know, it's I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, definitely showed me the challenges of a full pro season. Granted, I did miss the first month of the year this year, thanks to gotcha. getting sick in spring training. Um, but I mean, I still, even with missing that month, I was able to throw 113 innings and kind of finish on par. Uh, for starting pitchers. Um, But, you know, I learned a lot about what to do to keep my body ready, uh, especially late in the season. But it it was definitely good to finally be back out there and have a semi-normal season because it's been a long time coming. Does going through that kind of change your your, – how you go about your off season? Like, do you you kind of take a little bit of time to reset or you just stay right into it, you know, on the grind – like, do you take a break or anything? Um, No. So, you take some time to mentally reset, but at the same time, you still – it's almost – you flip the switch and you start building your body back up for next year because you want to show up as strong as you can be and just be ready to go. Especially, you know, I'm I'm hoping I am in that AAA and big league conversation next year. So, I mean, I got to get my body ready to go for, you know, the goal is 162-plus games. And, you know, if, if I – you take too long off, you know, I'm not going to be in that spot that I want to be. And so it's, you just kind of keep on rolling. So uh, you sit there and said about, you know, next year you want to be in the big league. You want to be in the triple A conversation. Uh, so, so what are you doing to prepare for that? Cause spring training is only four months away. Um. So we kind of started preparing for it still at the end of the season. Um, 
we've actually changed the shape of my slider to more of a I know this is a hot word in baseball world right now, but a sweeper. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of debate going on over that. But so turn it into more of a sweeper. We're adding another pitch as a in a cutter. Um, and so basically just kind of kicking up my arsenal a little bit, learning how to use the new pitches, um, you know, doing some strength work, trying to add a little bit more velo on the fastball. Um, and just, I guess, mostly just getting the body ready to handle the stress of a long full season. Uh, who are you working with on the uh, sweeper and the uh, and the cutter, if I can ask? Uh, one of our head pitching coordinators, uh, Chris Mears. He's kind of the head guy that's kind of – he's the tip of the spear when it comes to it. And then our uh, AA pitching coach, uh, Sean Isaac, is a big part of it as well. Okay. DC? I mean, outside of uh, baseball in the offseason – you got anything else going on? Something fun to do? Get your mind off of it? Uh, a little bit. Playing some golf. Just enjoying the time home with my wife, and you know, trying to take a deep breath on the mental side. It'll be a little easier now that the World Series is over, and you know, don't got to watch baseball or anything. And you know, just taking that step back. And but and now I'm selling cars at a Ford dealership in the off season, so. You know, it, that gives you a little distraction as well. So, uh, knowing that, you know, we got Brett, Craig Breslow as our new uh, operations manager, and knowing that one of the biggest uh, problems that we had was starting pitching, and knowing that Breslow is a pitching guy coming into this, former, you know, pitcher, uh, does it put a little more added stress on yourself or, you know, for you to get ready? Because, you know, we're, we're starting pitching in the Red Sox organization is kind of thin, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, to kind of work your way up there, you know, quickly or more quicker than what you think you, you know, you're ready for. Um, I don't think it adds any stress. I mean, I already try to push myself to the – most I can to get ready uh, and be that guy that when they need an option, I want to be that guy. Um, I'm excited to learn from uh, Craig. He's, I actually have a uh, close buddy of mine here at home that plays for the Cubs, and he's a pitcher as well. And he told me that he's a great guy and a great uh, baseball mind. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning from him, uh, benefiting from it, and then just being ready when my name is called. So, uh, in double A itself, a lot at the end of the season, there's a lot of great pitching prospects down there. Uh, most of it was on the uh, bullpen side, Alex Hoppy, you know, CT. Uh, what what were your thoughts being, you know, if the Red Sox and once spring training comes, wants to move you to the bullpen to advance you on? Um, I mean, I'm. Obviously, I'm going to be open to anything that helps the big league club and helps me get to that point as well. Um, yeah, I, I can say from college experience, uh, I'm more effective as a starter uh, mm-hmm. just because I'm so I'm a very routine oriented uh, pitcher. Um, but you know what? If if it comes down to it, and they come to me and say, "Hey, we think you're 
a big league reliever and we think you, you can help us long term there, I'm not going to turn my nose up at it because the the main goal is to bring back a World Series to Boston. And if my role in that is a reliever, then so be it. DC? Yeah, um, he brought up CT. Uh, we had him on the show. Obviously, I wasn't able to. Sorry, my uh, daughter's going crazy in the background. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to really speak with him, but uh, Josh said, seems like a really cool dude. What was your relationship with him? Uh, I love the guy. Um, so CT and I actually go back to right when we got drafted. They uh, We were roommates uh, when we were going through orientation and all that. And, you know, at first it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, like, I'm this West Texas guy. They just stuck me with a kid from SoCal. Like, we'll see how this goes. And next thing I know, it's – we're just like – we just hit it off and we're just – we're good friends. We still talk and check in with each other, uh, even though he's in uh, Arizona right now. But, I mean, he's one of the best guys I know. And he's also one of the smartest guys I know. Listen to that guy talk is just – you just stop and listen and kind of soak it in. But, uh, you know, I'm, I think he's got a really bright future, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Well, well Hunter, I, I got to ask a question, because last time you were on, you, you, was, you brought up Mr. Uh, Nathan Hickey. And every time that, you know, you move up, he moved on. But mm -hmm. you guys got to play, you know, a half a season together in Portland. So well, what was it like, you know, throwing to him in the backstop, uh, you know, compared to he's here and, you know, he's gone a week later after you come up? You know, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I, I love Hickey already, um, which is kind of the person he is. He's just a fun guy to be around. Uh, Catching-wise, you know, there towards the end, we got uh, kind of on the same page. It was – I mean, it got to the point where I wasn't even shaking pitches. I was like, all right, that's what you want. Let's go for it. Uh so our pitcher-catcher relationship got really good. Our off-field relationship's always been uh, good. It, it Off the field, we took a little hit uh, once fantasy football started. Um, but, you know, I I think I whooped him last week or two. So I think we're, we're, we're better now that I, I, I beat him. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's, I'm looking forward to throwing to Hickey and Teal and, honestly, I don't think I've met a catching pro, uh, prospect in our org that I don't love throwing to yet. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to throw to him. Okay, DC's a, a huge fantasy football guy. So uh, who'd you draft? Like you know, you don't have to name them all, but you know, just a couple of your of your top picks. Well, being a te Texas Tech guy, obviously I got Mahomes. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see my. My running back room has taken a hit. I got I got Brees Hall, and then I got J.K. Dobbins, and I was you know I was kind of taking the the rehab guys. And Brees Hall's we're we're good now. J.K. went down, so my RB two's just been kind of a revolving door of whoever I think is going to have a decent week. Uh, then I got let's see, I got Amari Cooper and one C.D. Lamb. Uh, I got Pacheco on one, you know, it's big chiefs and Cowboys mixture. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, more Cowboys than I want, but you know, it's, 
I, I've de- dealt with some injuries, so the record's not looking great, but we're just trying to sneak our way into the playoffs. I'm in uh, I'm in four leagues. I uh, went into the summer thinking, you know, I'm going to do one, and then I got talking and doing three more. I'm the one or two of the leagues I'm in first place, but I'm getting dismantled by injuries right now. Um, it's awful, dude. And I just uh, the one league that I'm in, it's a keeper. You have an offensive position, so you can start a quarterback. And I had Kirk Cousins, and I never, you know, I never picked up a third uh, quarterback. So I'm oh, I dropped from first place to just I think I'm in third or fourth now, but I've lost like two in a row, and then losing him last week. Definitely uh, kills me, man. It That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be yeah. tough. But Brees Hall, I think um, I think he's going to have a pretty pretty big second half. I have him on my one squad. Um, obviously, the beginning, the first game, he kind of tricked me. Hey, um, kind of tricked me. Uh, you know, he had that, like, three carries for 100 and some yards, and then he kind of just yep. went nowhere. But uh, he's on an upward trend for sure. I'm hoping he stays because if he goes down, I think I'm left with, like, Justice Hill and – Probably have to pick up some backup. That's about all that's left right now because everybody's just stashing running backs on their bench. Oh yeah. Do you uh when you draft, do you pay attention to bye weeks or you just kind of just draft who you know best available? Because I definitely I don't pay attention. And this week I think uh, I have six people in my one league. It's 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 bad. I just draft because my thought process is if you know what if I get the team that I want and all of a sudden they're all on the same bye week. I should be like, even though I'm gonna drop that week and you know lose it, I should be fine. Oh yeah. But uh, where I'm getting hit hit this year is uh, like Mahomes. Um, I have I don't remember who I have. Chiefs one of the receivers. I have like Chiefs defense, and then uh, another one of my running backs have a bye week, but also injuries have gotten me. So it's like all of my guys are on a bye week next week, and I'm already like three and five or whatever the record is. So I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it's just not my year. But I won it last Every year. Every year's so not my year. Too... <laughs> I won the Salem uh, League last year, so I'm not too upset. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I've won one league and since like 2001, to be honest with you. It's terrible. Hey, it's, it's it's all fun, about though. the journey, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It just makes the next one that much sweeter. Exactly. <laughs> uh, who, who else is in the league besides you and Hickey? Uh, let's see. We got Philip Sykes, uh, Sharp, uh, Wyatt Olds, uh, Godman, uh, Gambrell is the commissioner, which, uh, got a bone to pick with him. Uh, oh, it was just, it was a bunch. Oh, uh, and Brendan Nail, he was the one I was thinking of. It's just, it's a bunch of guys from. Portland and uh, mm-hmm. AAA. Uh, who's leading? I, I got to know. Oh, who is it? I want to say Hickey was up there. I, I can't remember who's in first. I've just been eyeballing the middle of the pack of, all right, who do I need to get in front of just to sneak my way into the playoffs? That way, yeah. But if, if I can just at least get into the playoffs and I don't even have to worry about getting last place and having to do the punishment. I was just about to ask you that. Do you have a punishment for last place? It, it's TBD right now. Nice. But I see some crazy ones online. I'm afraid to, afraid to you know, get in a league like that because I don't want to be the guy that gets the last place. Yep. Yeah. This here is my only fantasy football trophy. I had to give up pretty much my soul to get it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I I traded draft picks. Uh, it, it it was I took three years to rebuild after I gave up draft picks, but I had Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kareem Hunt when he was uh, going off. Uh, man, who else did I have? Lamar Jackson was the quarterback. It was. I had I had to do I had to do a lot to to get that trophy, but I got it, and that's all that matters to me. And now I was the last one to because everybody got their own trophy, but now they want a traveling trophy, and nobody wants to give theirs up. Wow! So, I didn't know you played fantasy football. Uh, I I'm I'm down to that league and that league only. That's smart, so, man. Four is way too many. Um, yeah, I've struggled to keep it together. You know, you know, I'm have a good guy on my team. You know, my main league, and then I'm playing him in my other league, and it's just like catch twenty two. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I, I've gotten to the point where two's my max, and I try to draft the same team as much yeah. as I can. That way, I'm not not in that position. So DC, awesome. you're up. Um, do you follow basketball at all? No, not really. Uh, college basketball a little bit, but no, I try to not not a big NBA person. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Knicks fan, so it kind of sucks. So you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked think, about it before. Who do you like in NFL? Last uh, time That's right. Yeah, I think they'll they'll uh, they'll end up being there at the end of the year. That was a tough loss last week, but or was it the week before? But um. I'm in a survivor league and they, they crushed a lot of people out of it, which so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That, that game, it was for some reason, I just had a feeling going into Denver. I was like, I just, I don't think we're going to win this one. And, you know, I, I let my hopes get up against my better judgment. And cause it was just, it had trap game written all over it. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I had a feeling it was coming. Didn't want to admit it, but you know what? We'll just take care of the Dolphins on. I guess it's Sunday morning since they're over in Germany, but oh, yeah. hopefully we take care of that one and we'll be all good. Nice. I, I hate to actually oh. ask this because it goes against right, go everything I, I preach against. Because obviously Travis Kelsey, but you a Swifty? No. <laughs> yeah. I Abs- think you. Nope. Um. Uh. Yeah. Just. Just. No. We're, we're, we could just stop there. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, did you sit there and see the the costumes this year for Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift? I tried not to. No. The, 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 they were all over Twitter, and I'm like, really? Like, like, come on now. That's just that's going too far. So, but uh, Hunter, uh, so so spring training for uh, four months away. So. What what things are you going to be doing? Like, when does it start getting down to, okay, back to baseball mode? Uh, you know, getting back into the same mindset to get, enter spring training? Um, you know, I'm, I'm still in baseball mode uh, just because, like, I'm still focused on pitch development on the slider, on the cutter. Um, I think it really starts to kick up probably right after the new year. Um, Because that's when I'll start my final ramp up uh, arm-wise, start getting off the mound, um, and kind of final tweaks of getting the body right, getting ready to go, making sure everything's healthy. 
So, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, right after the new year, I'll kind of start to be full throttle again. Okay, DZ? I don't know if you can answer this because it'll probably give a little bit of a scouting report, you know, away. But uh, what, what's your go-to pitch when you need you need to get a you know make that pitch? Which one's your favorite to throw? Um, it used to be the curveball, and still is in certain situations. Again, it depends on the hitter. Um, but I will say the the new slider is starting to get to that point of it's moving quite a bit. I'm able to still throw it pretty firm for a slider. And I'm getting to the point where I can land it on either side of the plate pretty consistently. So um, I think that's going to be a huge weapon for me next year. Uh, I was just I was just in there talking to a new guy that just joined our our second show of ours, and he brought it to my attention that I something I never thought about before ever. Uh, throwing what's the difference between throwing on the left and the right side of the rubber? So uh, it's just straight deception. Um, so I have a pretty over the top uh, delivery. So mm-hmm. if I if I start on the first base side of the rubber, it's almost going to look like you know the old Iron Mike pitching machines. Yeah, the just straight over the top, straight down the middle. The hitter can track it really easily, and it, it's kind of funny. Is uh, Costas is the one that I talked to about this, and he's really the main reason I switched over. Um, and so I, me as with my arsenal and the, my arm slot and everything from the third base side of the rubber, I can actually add another, you know, dimension of movement to the hitter's eyes. Uh, and then it also allows me to throw kind of my ride and cut fastball, the cutter and the slider, uh, to lefties a little bit more efficiently and kind of messes with their eyes a little more as well. Oh, so, so, yeah. Cause we were talking about, uh, the pitcher that started for the Diamondbacks, uh, I want to say game three. Was it the rookie? Yeah. Uh, fought or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Where where all season he pitched on uh, one side of the rubber, and then for that game, for some reason, he pitched on the opposite side. And, you know, we, we were talking about that on the podcast, like how – like they must have really switched up the scouting report because and messed up the batters because mm-hmm. if you think about it they're if they're looking for something you know all season going on one side of the rubber and then all of a sudden you, he's not pitching from that side it's going to take you a while to catch up you know and yep. and I I never even thought about that aspect you know of pitching until he brought that up yeah there's not not many guys that'll switch kind of from game to game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, it switched the scouting report probably quite a bit. Cause I mean, to hitters kind of watching the release point is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you kind of, you watch the scouting report, you watch video and all that. And you kind of get used to like, all right, it's going to be right here. It's going to do this. And I mean, you're moving your release point over to the side 17 inches and i mean that that can have a pretty large effect on what the pitch looks like yeah so dc any final questions uh did you tune into the world series do you have anybody that you uh played with or you know came up with that at all that's on either one of those teams uh yeah josh young uh for the rangers 
Uh, he was my third baseman here at Tech my freshman year. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yes, I mean I was I was a pretty big Rangers fan for the for the World Series. Nice. Yeah. I was stoked to see okay. them beat the uh, the Astros, so I was rooting for them all the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I was just happy to see the Rangers win their first one. You know, the the, the first one's always the sweetest. So. Yeah, and seeing how some of the fans online were responding, man, it's just it's cool to see, you know, how people get connected to a team and how much you know emotion comes out of it, you know. Yeah, I was, I I really enjoyed the Rangers Astros uh, series because I mean, at the end of the day, I there's Texas Tech guys on both of those teams, so I was like, I was good with either one, but I mean, the Rangers and the Astros fans are super passionate so just like being in texas for that oh i mean it was you're just for the first time in a long time i was walking around town and you just hear people arguing over it and it's like so yeah it's that time of the year for baseball i was like this is the perfect matchup to be living around here so hunter uh thanks for having you come on uh let everybody know where they can reach out to you uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. I honestly, I can't even remember my Twitter or my Instagram handles. Um, but I mean, you can get a, get a hold of me on there, shoot me a message, or you know, just reach out whenever y'all feel like it. Uh, your Twitter handle is Hunter D underscore twenty. The only reason that I remember that is from your last interview that you were on. Uh. I didn't put out the right one and your little brother uh, <laughs> went right to my DMs and called me out on it. So <laughs> now, man, Hey, so uh, he, he, he's on it. I will say he is on it. No, I really appreciate so, you coming back on. I'm sure uh, I'll be, we'll be shooting you a message, you know, later in or, uh, early 2024. See if you want to hop back on, you know, just touch base, but really appreciate you giving us some time. No problem. I'm, Anytime, I'm happy to hop on and talk to you guys. So, well, guys, that is another great episode of the Pesky Podcast. For my man, DC, for our good friend, Hunter Dobbins, I'm the Rit. Till next time on the Pesky Podcast.